0: Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. Our essay this week is called Poetry from Prison, Advent Hope. It's based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, December the 3rd, 2017. This is the first Sunday in Advent. Over the four Sundays in Advent, We're featuring writing by the inmates of the Santa Clara County Jail. Chaplain Liz Milner, who's previously written for Journey with Jesus, works with both men and women inmates there. Over the past month, she and other volunteers have worked with the inmates in writing workshops to reflect on themes of hope, waiting, and freedom. These are all issues the inmates have a lot to say about and a lot to teach us about. As Mary sings in the Magnificat, He has lifted up the lonely. So this Advent, <clears throat> we lift their words up to you, <clears throat> to illuminate and reflect on this beautiful season. Liz works for the nonprofit www.cicministries.org that provides chaplaincy services in Santa Clara County, California. From the Gospel of Mark this week, Mark 13, 28. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. And from Psalm 80 for this week, 80:19. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Chaplain Liz Milner writes, Advent is a time of hope, hope for something that is promised by God and anticipated, but not yet fully realized and present. During the first Advent, as Mary became aware of the growing life within her, hope grew literally and figuratively. God grew unseen yet present. Mary's swelling pregnancy suggested that the hope was well-founded and that God would indeed come. Today, we wait with hope once more for God to be fully revealed in our lives, our communities, and our world. We hope for what we do not have, trusting that God's promises will come to full term and be born kicking and screaming into our darkness. This is precious and requires us to pay attention to the signs of hope around us, as Jesus taught in Mark in this week's Gospels. The jails, places of darkness and fear, are brimming with hope in defiance of hopelessness. We worked with the inmates to write about that hope. The first step was to remember, acknowledge, and face where we have come from and where we are now. Then we looked ahead with hope to what we long for and what God has promised. And so, as chaplain, I invite you to listen to these words from men and women who have lost almost everything as they face their lives with courage, honesty, and hope. May the signs of summer stir hope and resilience in you this Advent season. The first poem is by I am hopeful that people forgive and give chances to those whom they hold grudges to. And I hope that the world can become a better place for us all. I am hopeful that everyone can see each other's unique ways and learn from one another. Last but not least, think Think positively. For the fruits of that thought will sprout and blossom. The next poem is by D. I am from the front yard. I am from gunshots running from cops. I am from a broken home. I am from a weed plant smokes that if you hit it you would choke. I am from barbecues that end in fights and cops come and someone goes to jail tonight. I am from where the fear of God is not number one. I am from soups and beans were what we had, and if you cried, you got slapped. I am from drug task kicking in the door. I am from gunshots at our house, cops coming, someone hit. But that's not the end of my story. I am to a loving wife. I am to showing my wife that I am worth her love. I am to being better than I was. I am to God's loving hands. I am to never hurting my family again and making up for what I have done. I am to better days where people see people for people, not color or race and gangs see people, not red or blue. I am to the best I can be, not And until I meet God. And finally a third poem by T. I am from the dope stash hidden in my mom's extra shoes. I am from the empty fridge, the dope cooking on the stove. I am from a drug-induced chaos going from house to house. I am from the pot plants in my stepdad's closet, that pungent smell that always made me sick. I am from abuse and neglect, every man for himself, and only coming together when the sack's empty. I am from hiding it from the neighbors makes it okay. I am from half-cooked spaghetti and crunchy mac and cheese. I am from asking daddy why mama's not moving. I am from wondering if my teacher will see that bruise. But that is not the end of my story. I am to my engagement in knowing that I am okay now. I am to looking past the dope pipe. I am to telling my sisters that they don't have to be scared anymore. I am to putting everything off my back into God's hands and stepping back. I am to having a happy home and everyone coming together as one soberly. I am to believing that you don't need drugs to be happy and okay, safe. I am to being a strong, powerful woman. I show the world. And a concluding remark from Liz. Where are you from? Where are you heading? As you journey through Advent with Jesus, be aware of how hope and hopelessness arise in you as you encounter stress or difficult news and situations. How might the inmates' poems minister to you and give you hope? Poetry from the inmates of the Santa Clara County Jail For books this week, I review a biography by Mark Golly. The title of the biography, Carl Barth, An Introductory Biography for Evangelicals. Grand Rapids, Erdman's, 2017. This book is 176 pages. Any list of the most important theologians of the 20th century would include the Swiss Protestant of the Reformed tradition, Karl Barth, at or near the top. Barth was famous for his conversion away from the theological liberalism that was optimistic about human reason, experience, and history, and reductionistic in defining religion as ethics, to what later became known as neo-orthodoxy. When World War I broke out in 1914, Bart was horrified to see the names of almost all his liberal seminary professors on a manifesto that supported Kaiser Wilhelm II. Christianity, said Bart, had been transformed into, quote, 42-centimeter cannons, end quote. His commentary on the Book of Romans, which famously fell like a bomb on the playground of the theologians, marked his definitive break. He was 32 years old. Most of us will never read Bart's 9,000-page Church Dogmatics, or perhaps the still-standard biography of Bart by his secretary Eberhard Busch, from 1976. So, this very reliable and short overview by Mark Golly is a welcome addition. Golly is editor-in-chief at Christianity Today magazine, and the author of numerous books. His biography of Barth is concise, confident, and appreciative, but not uncritical. Of particular note is the subtitle to this book, An Introductory Biography for Evangelicals. That is, Gali writes for and about the strange relationship between Bart and today's American evangelicals. As I have mentioned, Bart categorically repudiated theological liberalism. But it would still not be uncommon today to hear an evangelical describe Bart as, quote-unquote, too liberal. On the other hand, many other evangelicals do, in fact, have a deep appreciation for Bart. And finally, as Golly shows, there are actually some disturbing similarities between true 19th century liberalism and American evangelicalism regarding the reduction of the faith to subjective experience and ethics. And so, marvelously, Golly shows how Bart himself might provide a corrective to those very evangelicals who have been suspicious of him. Mark Gali, the editor-in-chief at Christianity Today, and the title of his book, Carl Barth, an introductory biography for evangelicals. For movies this week, a long-awaited film. It's called The Vietnam War, 2017. This epic documentary by Ken Burns and Lynn Novick All 18 Hours in 10 Episodes took 10 years and $30 million to make. It debuted on PBS in September 2017. A 640-page book by the same title was released at about the same time by Knopf Publishing. The movie begins at the beginning so long ago, in 1858, When the French invaded Vietnam. The first American soldier to die in Vietnam was Air Force Sergeant Richard B. Fitzgibbon Jr. on June 8, 1956. In 1973, that was my senior year in high school, Saigon finally fell. The movie interviews almost 80 people In very few talking head experts. Rather, Americans and Vietnamese, both North and South, soldiers and civilians, those who were for and those who were against the war. The musical soundtrack combined with archival footage is powerfully evocative for those who lived through those years. Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, Steppenwolf, The Birds, Simon and Garfunkel, The lessons here are many and tragic. The myth of American exceptionalism, the lethal combination of hubris and ignorance, and the knowledge of hindsight that reveals a misreading of history. As a final footnote, you can watch this series by streaming video on the PBS website. The Vietnam War 18 hours, 10 episodes by Ken Burns. And finally, this week for the first Sunday in Advent, we've posted a poem by Alan Bozak. It's called Advent Credo. And by the way, this poem lends itself to a marvelous antiphonal reading in your church. It is not true that creation and the human family are doomed to destruction and loss. This is true, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It is not true that we must accept inhumanity and discrimination, hunger and poverty, death and destruction. This is true. I have come that they may have life, and that abundantly. It is not true that violence and hatred should have the last word, and that war and destruction rule forever. This is true. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting, the Prince of Peace. It is not true that we are simply victims of the powers of evil who seek to rule the world. This is true. To me is given authority in heaven and on earth, and lo, I am with you even until the end of the world. It is not true that we have to wait for those who are specially gifted, who are the prophets of the Church, before we can be peacemakers. This is true. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall have dreams. It is not true that our hopes for liberation of humankind, of justice, of human dignity, of peace, are not meant for this earth and for this history. This is true. The hour comes, and it is now, that the true worshipers shall worship God in spirit and in truth. So let us enter Advent in hope, even hope against hope. Let us see visions of love and peace and justice. Let us affirm with humility, with joy, with faith, with courage, Jesus Christ, the life The world. Thank you for joining us at JourneyWithJesus.net for Sunday, December 3rd, 2017, the first Sunday in Advent. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.